1: Yo, what's up? What's up, yo, man? Yo, yo, yo. Nothing. Uh, I'm a pod daddy now. A big pod dad. Call me pod daddy.
2: Pod daddy, congratulations, <laughs> buddy.
1: Thanks, man. No pun intended.
2: I uh, that really was no pun intended that time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, pod daddy is here. Official. It's like this is like a new season now. It's like we've, uh, we've, we've, uh, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of trans, but it's not that I've turned trans, uh, but I've transgressed. It has. Is that the word, right word? What's the word? Transgressed.
2: Oh shit, I don't know, Eric. We've, uh,
1: we've elevated.
2: that, That sounds about right.
1: Yeah, we've elevated.
2: We've elevated the game.
1: Yeah, we've shed our old skin and now we're moving up. <laughs> and I hope I hope so because now I got, I mean, now we got serious bills to pay with this podcast and shit. Yeah. Yeah, so we better start hauling in the big bucks. Next thing you know, these, these music artists are going to want, they're going to be begging us to play their shit, Jeff. Well,
2: I mean, podcasting is a very, very lucrative business.
1: Yes, yes, it's just a matter of time before we're in the six digits. Oh
2: yeah, just like the (laughs) new day.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yep. No, but yeah, had had our firstborn son uh, last Thursday at six forty p.m. Nice. So he's just over a week now.
2: Hell yeah! How's he doing? Let me be the first to ask you, because the podcasting
1: world's dying to know, Eric. How's Buddy doing? He's doing great. Clean bill of health. Fuck he's, yeah. He's That's awesome. Yeah. He's a, he's a strong, growing boy. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No problems at all. We had a couple complications in the hospital with uh, Samantha, but nothing too serious. <laughs> well, it, it felt a little serious, but um, everything's fine now. Water under the bridge.
2: Water under the bridge. That's excellent.
1: Yeah, so everything's good there. Uh, it was quite, quite the crazy experience. Um, probably a lot of stuff that you wouldn't prefer, I say, on these airwaves that we broadcast to the masses, the, the millions, Jeff. Uh, no problem. But there's there there. It was it was crazy. Um, he was born, like I said, six forty p.m. Uh, Twenty two inches and um weight unknown okay weight unknown unknown. they they messed they fucked up the weight and we'll never know what that son of a bitch came out as
2: oh wow that's wild
1: isn't that crazy
2: i don't think i've ever heard that before
1: (laughs) yeah they said he uh when he came out they said he was six pounds 13 ounces which, nice. Which I thought seemed really low, but, you know, what do I know? I'm like, huh. Uh, which, I mean, wouldn't have been a big deal, but I was just like, huh. But they, what made my, what made my eyebrow raise is, uh, they can predict the weight through a sonogram by measuring the head. Yeah. And obviously it's not, um, accurate, completely accurate, but it gives you a nice ballpark. And they were thinking somewhere in the, uh, eight pounds, you know, eight and eight and a half pound type of range.
2: So doctors in the numbers.
1: Well, I mean, we we just i I just had that in my head, and as you know, the hours go by. I'm like, huh, that's so weird that he was only six pounds thirteen ounces. That's just bizarre. Yeah. Uh, so then the next day, um, they had taken him away. I, I think about after 24 hours, there's a couple of shots that they do, uh, hepatitis B and um not sure about the other one we we went ahead and let it happen we didn't want to go anti-vax on him
2: no no you don't <laughs> want to do that
1: Yeah. yeah. i i had cut off my dreadlocks and uh i got i got a job so i figured you know what let's go ahead and let him get vaccinated but uh so when they took him away for those these uh, twenty four hour tests and injections and whatever, came back in about an hour and she said, "Well, the uh, there's no way that he weighed what they told you he weighed." And I was like, "Okay," and she's like, "Cause he right now he weighs eight pounds five ounces." I was like, "Okay," and so I mean he didn't gain two pounds overnight.
2: Accumulating mass.
1: I mean he he yeah. It, <laughs> If he's anything like me, he, he will accumulate mass. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we don't think that he did that. We don't think the son of a bitch gained two pounds overnight. <laughs> so uh, um, she she likes to estimate that he was about eight pounds, nine ounces. This is just a nurse. Nothing yeah. nothing gets nurses, but that's what the nurse guest. Uh, so we really have no idea what um, Buddy weighed when he was born. Fun fact. Well,
2: Eric, Jay went to Texas to you, but he didn't want to bother you while you were still busy with the new board. But he found it amazing that the initials are BLT of your boy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. He's like, BLT, Buddy Lane
1: Tomlin, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. We we, we definitely considered that and uh, thought it was fine. I mean, I grew up with the initials, the initials E.T., and made it out alive. So, uh, we didn't think it was a big deal. But yeah, I think it's hilarious too. A BLT.
2: Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a real, it's a fucking great name. Probably one of the coolest names I've ever heard.
1: Well, it's a great sandwich. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be, if you're going to be represented by any sandwich, what better than the BLT?
2: And if he becomes a musical artist and wants to drop the last name or a wrestler wants to drop the last name, just go Buddy Lane. I mean,
1: how sick is that? Oh yeah, it's it's built for show for, <laughs> it's uh, tailor made for the the spotlight.
2: Shit, he'll for... be taking over the podcast one of these days.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he may be the next pod daddy.
2: <laughs> yeah, for real.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, <clears throat> so yeah, everything's good. Everything's good on that front. He's growing healthy, boy.
2: Hell yeah, man. Well, congratulations to you and Samantha. That's 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 amazing. That's great news.
1: Yeah, it was all it was all good. Like I said, a couple mishaps at the hospital, but nothing too crazy, and we made it out of there. I think we were there. Who five five days? Five days. Yeah, which nobody likes hanging out in the hospital for four nights. I'll tell you that much. Uh but but yeah, we made it through and now we're uh I went back to work um Wednesday of this week. Uh but,
2: uh, but you leave didn't uh, last too long, did it?
1: Nope. Nope. Unfortunately I in the uh when you work in the trades, Jeff, there is no p- paid time off. Uh, no PTO, huh? No PTO. Uh, it, you can take as much time as you want off, but you don't get, you don't ever get paid for it. You don't work, you don't get paid. So, uh, had to return to work, unfortunately, wish could have took more time off, but hey, that's the way it is. Yep. The, uh, podcast isn't pulling in enough money to support the bills yet.
2: Not yet, but new
1: season. <laughs> it's a new season, you never know. Uh, back to Pod U as well. So, light, yeah. life's just moving right scary. along. Sure? I said, uh... Oh, that was a nice little gap. That was, let's see. One, <laughs> two, three... That was five seconds of dead air. <laughs> so, deal with that. What have you been yeah, doing yeah. today?
2: Uh, today... Not much. I, uh... Finished up the last of Raw, watched the backstage, and uh, did some uh, Kobe stats, and of course went to the store to grab uh, my podcast iced coffee.
1: Ooh, yes, that sounds delicious. I we actually enjoyed an iced coffee uh, last night. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't wait. Normally, I do. I as well try to drink a, a podcast coffee. Yeah. That's nice. We got a hankering last night, so we jumped the gun. Um, but what, so let's talk about Kobe Bryant. Did you, you, you compiled some stats to honor the, the late great.
2: Yeah, I, I sure did.
1: Okay. Like some career stats. Uh, career against the Bulls for the Bulls
2: update, which I'm going to tribute to Kobe this week.
1: Oh, like these that's, are real. So are these, you looked these up on the internet or you had these? From your bulls stats?
2: No, I, I had to go into the uh, game logs. They they didn't have just against one team for a stats, so I had to individually like do these stats myself.
1: These are from your own personal archives.
2: Yeah, this is the, the Jeffrey archives.
1: That's pretty goddamn impressive.
2: Well, well he was a pretty goddamn impressive guy
1: that's true I had no idea that you took stats on the opposing team
2: I don't normally
1: oh just for like all time greats
2: uh so the only time I take any sort of opposing stats are in the finals when I try to take just like the star players of the finals do stats on them like when the Cavs and Warriors are going at it I did Kyrie LeBron Love, and then uh Steph, Durant, Clay, and Sean uh, Livingston, of course. Okay. And Draymond. But uh, no, I, I just went to like BasketballReference.com and like you got to go deep into the game log, season by season, and see what said player has in that certain game. Jot him down, add them up, all that jazz.
1: Oh, I gotcha. So you're so you're looking back on when they played the Lakers, finding that date, that game. Yeah, I gotcha. So how how deep did you go?
2: I I mean, I got his whole career.
1: You have the Bulls. You have his whole career versus the Bulls.
2: Yeah, it it took basically all afternoon.
1: (laughs) That is insane. How many games is that?
2: Uh, surprisingly, only 31. They never met in the playoffs when Kobe was around, and they only played twice a year, and there's a couple of lockout seasons.
1: Yeah, there was. 31 games. I guess that sounds about right. Man, that is a lot. So you got the, the number 8, Kobe. You got the 24. Oh, yeah. You got the Shaq.
2: You got, you got Shaq Kobe. You got Gasol Kobe.
1: You yeah. got.
2: Rebuilding Kobe, you got torn Achilles. Kobe, Odom. Yeah, Odom. Kobe,
1: Ron Artest.
2: Matt fucking Barnes, man.
1: Yep. Yep. Actually, did you hear about Delonte? This is kind of going off, but did you hear about Delonte West?
2: Is that the guy who uh, supposedly had sex with LeBron's mom?
1: (laughs) No, who was that?
2: I thought that was a guy, Uh, David West
1: oh maybe maybe. I don't know I never oh I did hear that this has been like years that's been a rumor right
2: yeah it's like 10-15 years ago
1: yeah no I have heard that no Delonte West was in the league you'd recognize him like a light skinned guy uh you know not a white guy but a light skinned black guy probably mixed or something but he. yeah do you remember him
2: is he like a chubbier looking Richard Jefferson
1: Richard Jeff, No, he wasn't chubby.
2: I mean, not chubby, but like chubby-faced Richard Jefferson.
1: No, I don't think so. You'd recognize him, but he, uh... He got... I don't know what's up with him, but he's like on a... He, I guess he always had a lot of mental illness, and now he's like homeless, and it's crazy. There's like a video of him getting beat up in the streets. Jesus Christ, really? Yeah, and like people are trying to help him, but I guess he's like really far gone mentally. Um, but anyway, I don't know why we started talking about that, but yeah, it's kind of interesting and sad, but I remember him. Uh, I know LeBron's trying to help him. I think they were teammates at one point. Yeah, <laughs> on the Cavs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah this, this is the same guy that the rumors were about, or that I always assumed the rumors were about.
1: You, you wouldn't think LeBron would be trying to help him, though, if he banged his mom
2: no I mean that's that, it's probably all that is is rumors I mean Water. We, we host a wrestling podcast rumors are flying
1: oh yeah yep yeah, for sure I guess we could yeah let's get let's get into some wrestling cause I, I wanted to talk to you about a rumor
2: alright yeah let's let's fucking do it man <laughs> right, I, I'm down with just skipping over Smackdown from last week cause I didn't watch it
1: yeah fuck it I didn't watch I
2: mean, it got straight to the rumble like Obviously it was a busy week for you. Busy week for me. Yeah. And SmackDown got away.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm fine with that. Let's just let's hit the high notes here. Let's keep it light. Um I thought the Royal we gotta obviously talk about the Royal Rumble. The big stuff. Yeah. And I thought the Royal Rumble really kicked ass this year. Uh All right. the whole pay per view really, actually. Um I mean, obviously. Some of the stuff was better than others, but I don't think it was a terrible pay-per-view overall, but the the uh, Men's Royal Rumble itself was a huge hit for me.
2: Oh, for sure. And uh, the, the pay-per-view kept most of the Sammys that me and Wolf were talking about last week to uh, the pre-show. So, like, the, probably the biggest sandwich on the actual card was Bayley versus Lacey Evans, and obviously that's a title match still, so you gotta have it.
1: Yep, and, I, and I'll be completely honest with you there, I did not watch that. Uh, well,
2: Eric, Bailey beat Lacey, is pretty sloppy, um, is quick, under 10 minutes, and she, she unnecessarily pulled the tights. Lacey wasn't kicking out, she just pulled the tights to get a dirty win. Just the, to, the daughter yeah. was there and made an appearance again. Okay. Yeah, I, not much happened there.
1: Yeah, I knew she won, because, like, basically what happened is we... Um, this was Buddy's first paper, first Royal Rumble as well. Oh, yeah. And he enjoyed it. It was What a time to be alive. Within his first two weeks alive, he'll have watched his first Royal Rumble and first Super Bowl.
2: Say that again? I'm sorry. I was reading my notes.
1: Within his first two weeks of being alive, he will have seen his first Royal Rumble and his first Super Bowl. Oh yeah, Eric and he's on his first road to WrestleMania. Yeah, he's already <laughs> as soon as he gets out the womb, man. Yeah, he's already on that road. He's trucking. Yeah. Uh <laughs> so basically what happened is we uh we watched, let's see. It started out with uh what did it did it start with women's?
2: No, it started with Roman versus Corbin in the Falls County anywhere match.
1: Okay. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. So we we did watch that in full. Um, and the first bit of it, we were, uh, involved in something that was going on with Buddy, so I didn't, I, I, I kind of, I, I zoned in, I honed in on this match when it was out in the audience, which I don't, it could have been the whole match, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, when they made it out to the audience is when I honed in, and right before the, uh, um, the, uh, porter potty spot that, that really disappointed me.
2: You got disappointed by the pot- the a potty spot?
1: Yeah, I wanted it. Why didn't he come out covered in poop?
2: Well, Eric, I mean, the pay-per-view had just started. <laughs> I don't know how long that crowd had been there, but how much shit can uh, 43,000 wrestling fans amass oh. in one out of 500 potties?
1: A lot, I think. I think... Uh... You know all those not na- those nachos and the the jalapenos they put on top, um, extra onion on the, you know on the chili cheese dog. I think there's a lot of shit that could be masked.
2: Um, I mean, if, if these people were planning ahead of time, you would think they would poo before they go to the show? At least I, if I was going to a rumble, I would make sure to get my bowels moved so I wouldn't miss a damn thing. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That that's my notes on the non poo factor. Also, Roman probably purposely picked a clean one because he knows he's gonna have to get on top of Baron afterwards to pin him. He doesn't wanna get shit covered on himself. Yeah.
1: No, I, I get that. That's immediately what I thought. My first reaction was like, Oh, I can't wait till he comes out covered in shit and obviously it wouldn't be real shit, but you know, I figured he'd come out covered in the brown liquid. And I doo-doo thought butter. yeah, the doo doo butter, and I thought that'd be good. But then I, when he didn't, I was like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. He's got a, I mean, like you said, he's still got to wrestle a match. And then uh, B, you know, he's got to walk through that crowd again. You talk about getting poop on all the fans. So yeah, I,
2: yeah, it's a bad first impression if you're walking by several thousand people and you just smell like fucking shit.
1: So uh I thought it was I, I thought that match was okay. I was cool with it. I liked it.
2: I liked it, but uh like I knew it was coming, but damn it. When I waited over a month for a Royal Rumble and a pay per view in general, I want a Royal Rumble to start the match. I mean to start the night. You yeah,
1: know? yeah. Yeah.
2: So I was just dancing I'm like, dude, I got my stat book already, I'm ready to take stats, I'm in my zone, and now you give me Roman Corbin. Well, I'm going to eat something then. <laughs> eat something I did. Yeah. It was a long night, Sunday night. I had to get the podcast up and... Oh, yeah. i got to give you a round of applause on the editing you do every week because it took me about three hours to get that sucker down and right, and it still isn't great at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what what kind of tell me about that real quick. what kind of editing like what did you do? you you download a little editing program on your phone? Yeah, yeah
2: like I uh, advised Sunday I went looking uh, for audio editor and went through like three different apps before I found one that like I was able to get accustomed to and I knew I could layer shit over and what the hell is that called i still get on my phone it's called hoku side 2 so like roku but with an h and then sai
1: okay Two. yeah i figured so, that i figured that'd so be the that easiest
2: way. Program. i'm sorry go ahead
1: oh no i was just i was saying i figured that'd be the easiest way to do it but i'm glad you found an easy one.
2: Oh yeah i mean i don't have a computer or anything so this is the only option
1: the, uh, the Kane music on, on the top of the intro was really, I really like that.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, Kane came back and inspired me, man.
1: Yeah, I feel like we... I don't we,
2: know if he thought that or not, but Kane made a return.
1: Oh, I did see that. When he, uh, he lured in the, uh, the Fiend.
2: Yeah, he, he, he got Daniel, I mean, he got Bray Wyatt.
1: Yeah. And we also need to, uh, thank Wolf for coming on and, uh... Helping us out in there. Thanks a lot, Wolf. Um, oh, me,
2: absolutely.
1: Let me see if uh, the audience is awake. Audience, why don't you give uh, Wolf a big round of applause for coming in and filling in for me? There they are. Thank you, Wolf. The,
2: the filthy casual.
1: The filthy casual for filling in for us. That was nice of him. Uh, there's a dr- I listened to the podcast. I thought it was good. There's a part where Wolf says... Uh, um. I think you guys are talking about Kane, and you said he weighed 325 pounds, and Wolf's like, "Woo, that's a hoss." Oh yeah. Which I I want to isolate that and get that as a drop. So whenever we talk about, <laughs> <laughs> whenever we talk about a fat wrestler, we can throw that in. Oh,
2: absolutely. We need to isolate that.
1: <laughs> so uh, so thanks for Wolf for helping us out there, and uh, yeah, thanks for hooking that up, Jeff. I could not find time to do that, and plus when you do it the way you do it and you send it to me, it's really annoying. (laughs) Because I I have to, uh, like, I can't get it off my phone without emailing it, and it's just a real pain in the ass.
2: Yeah. Well, at least I've only done that one other time, so.
1: Well, yeah. I'm just saying, at least you know now, in case we have to do it again, it won't be terrible.
2: This is a part of the evolution of our podcast, Eric. Yeah. How to get these... These things out in the open.
1: Yes. So, um... So, Roman Reigns wins, right?
2: Yeah, I believe... I th- This got lost in the crowd because, like, you can't tell where the baseball field starts and ends in this crowd that size, you know? Yeah. But they made their way over to the dugout, and I think it ended on top of the dugout, where the mascots dance.
1: Okay okay,
2: I know they were on top of the dugout for a while and Roman did a spear there. I can't recall if that's where the match ended or not
1: um <laughs> I don't know either that's inter- i I really can't remember but yeah I remember that spot but I don't know
2: that's let's, let's let's end that match coverage on that note <laughs> yep
1: yep we uh kind of fell off there, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, I
2: was just fancy for the women's rumble, which was the next match on the card. Saucy balls, which I Caught thought, bad.
1: <laughs> which I thought was solid. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was well booked. Like it didn't have um, right when it started getting like wishy washy. They really cleared house. Um, with,
2: uh, yeah, I think I told you I, I'm not a fan of getting any more than seven or eight people in there and then just having everyone dry hump in the corners for hours. You know?
1: Yes, it's it's the fatal flaw of the uh, Battle Royal, Jeff.
2: It really is.
1: Um, You know, where they start with 30 people in the ring already, that's just a horrible match. Yeah. We all right. know that.
2: It's exciting for a half second for the live audience. For everyone on TV, you're like, Jesus Christ. And then a filthy casual is like, Man, wrestling's gay as hell.
1: <laughs> yep, that's what they'll be saying. They'll say that no matter what. But yeah, it's not going to help its cause. Yeah. We, we can be we can be sure of that. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to. I'm looking at it right here. Um, I think it was right before. So it boiled down. You had like one through sixteen that were a you know I mean it was nobody that could have possibly win besides Alexa and Bianca Belair, and uh, at you know they they cooked through all those people and it went back down to to Bianca and Alexa and then Charlotte came in and then Naomi came in and then Beth Phoenix and you're just thinking like okay now we're you know I it, I just thought it was nice how they cleared out the first batch. And now let's get some actual people that can win this thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, you got you got your uh, debuts, and your nods of affection to the first half people. Um, yeah, Molly Holly, a couple of fresh fresh people, and Mercedes Martinez, Candice LeRae, uh, Mia Yim got her first spot. Dakota Kai, that might have been her first spot. Chelsea Green. Uh, These type of people, you
1: know. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, and like, like I said, besides Alexa and Bianca, you never really thought any of them could possibly win. I mean, you didn't really think Bianca would win, but that I think that would be kind of cool, actually. I was really rooting for Bianca Belair during you, this. You one. didn't,
2: you didn't think she would win when she first entered, but then Eric, she started kicking ass.
1: Yes, uh, I'm sure it you have. I'm sure you she have. A,
2: had a very strong showing here.
1: Yeah, do you, I'm sure you have the stats for us. How many people did she eliminate?
2: Uh, her and Shayna Baszler, who came in at 30, uh, won the Rumble with uh, eight knockouts each.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Which, that makes sense. Those are two of the two of their badasses uh, in the women's division, for sure.
2: And Bianca lasted longest as far as elimination scene, which is a stat I take. So if they're in the ring while well, someone else gets eliminated... That means they lasted through that elimination. And uh, Bianca Belair had 15. Wow. Charlotte Flair and Alexa Bliss came in second with 14 there. Just to give you a frame of reference.
1: Yeah. Now, I texted Jeff. I was not able to, like I said, he you know, him and Wolf left me an opportunity to make my prediction, but I wasn't able to get in there. So I did text Jeff beforehand and let him know my predictions. <laughs> and uh, I obviously went with Drew McIntyre, as oh, yeah. as Boom DDT has been supporting for months. Yep. We've
2: um, been on that trip since day one. Yep,
1: yeah, but I I picked Naomi for this one. You did? Which I really was feeling good, man, when... I knew she was going to return. I could smell that coming, but I really... I to
2: say, did you make this before she uh debuted because you, you texted me while I was at work so I didn't know what spot of the rumble you're in when you sent this
1: yeah no I texted I I did I played it clean
2: okay because I saw Naomi come back in 18 with a huge pop and I'm like oh saucy you, you didn't do me dirty did you
1: no no it was clean uh and I just I knew she could be coming back and then I felt really good when she started doing her uh like, spot where she made her way to the announce tables, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, she'll just hang out until the last person, which I still don't know why she didn't do that.
2: Well, I mean, that's, that's there's wrestling. a lot of babe in the Royal Rumble.
1: Yeah, I know. That's wrestling. I get it. But it's like, damn, just stay on that table until there's one person left. And then she was yeah. acting like she couldn't have made that jump. It's like, pff, get out of here. She or,
2: like, wrestlers don't think about this. I think Xavier might have done this once, or uh, Kofi, one of the two. But I think, I mean, you can't just one hop your way to the ring. You know, if both oh, feet yeah. don't touch the floor, you're not out. So, yeah. <laughs> like if you if you're just like hopping on one leg and you got to get balance, just hop your ass to the ring.
1: That's hilarious. That is the ultimate where you have to, you have to you know, you have to play along. Because that is, I never even thought of that. I'm
2: pretty sure Xavier did that one year.
1: Really? Because it's, you know, they try to make it real dramatic. And you have to have both feet. And, uh, yeah, you could just go out there. You could just hop on one foot.
2: You really could. So, I mean, think about that if you're ever in the Rumble, Eric.
1: <laughs> that might come in handy. Now, this one... Oh yeah, this was the Santina. Mur- I I couldn't remember if Santina Morella came in the men's or the women's, but it was the women's.
2: No, women's because it's uh, uh, I guess a transgender version of Rico.
1: Uh, that wait, that's that's not Rico, is it?
2: Is it not? That that was a connection I made. I just assumed all of this, and I I took a negative approach to it because of it.
1: Um, best known for his 11-year tenure with WWE under the name Santino Marella, so they basically just changed it from Santino Marella to Santina Morello.
2: Oh, uh, Santina. Okay. Uh, that, that that's a cruiserweight from the Dark Ages, maybe.
1: I mean, I recognize the name. I think he was like he was around the tail end before we stopped. I don't yeah, It m- sounds familiar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he had stuff he had um Yeah, this is at the very last thing I've ever I ever watched, it feels like. He had he had a relationship with Maria canellis and uh he had something with Beth Phoenix. They mentioned that on the broadcast. Um
2: well, yeah, because they had a face to face
1: Yep. Oh, tag team with Carlito. That's another person. Yeah, do you remember him? Oh, yeah. That's another person I wish I would have seen more of.
2: He's pretty cool. No pun intended.
1: Yeah. Doesn't he spit in the face of people that aren't cool?
2: Yeah. (laughs) He he eats an apple and talks about it. He's like, that's pretty cool. That's not cool. And then, yeah, he just spits the apple in your face (laughs) as a a sign of disrespect
1: that's amazing what happened to him do you have to retire or what's
2: I don't know I, I've been stuck in uh, when I've been watching old wrestling I've, I've been stuck in 2006 for the last two years so huh He's I not... haven't gotten past that point and in 2006 he was a bee's knees man
1: that's what I mean like I know he had a huge run yeah that guy rules just his music alone makes me love him
2: no his music's great Yeah. If we had rights, I would play that some bitch to intro this podcast, but.
1: Well, I'll look it up and play it right now. Let's see if they'll catch on to that. I doubt it. Yeah. We'll see. We'll get around you, freaking no fun having assholes.
2: Yeah. I'll make my own music. I don't give a fuck.
1: So, what else from the women's while I find this? So, Charlotte's your winner.
2: So, we got to get to the uh, Otis Mandy situation
1: oh yeah that was that was cool with that
2: because Wolf had Mandy winning the rubble on the back of Otis no pun intended
1: oh that's a hell of a prediction yeah I didn't I I like that
2: (laughs) he he started watching the rubble on Monday and texted me during the match he's like I got a little excited there when I saw Otis was saving Mandy I thought my prediction was going to ring true I'm like so did I dude
1: yeah, I mean that is a that's a great prediction, man. It almost did. He he saved her twice.
2: He did save her twice, and it also uh, got that old feud going between Sonya and Liv. We get very small droplets of a feud that's brewing. The, je- the jealousy feud, the best friend boyfriend feud
1: between uh, Sonya and who?
2: Well, Sonya and Mandy, but Sonya and Otis really. Okay. Like I, they, they okay. hinted that on a uh, past SmackDown, like uh, Sonya asked Mandy to uh for Otis to come out to Sonya's match because when Otis came out for Mandy's match a week prior, Mandy won, so she was one similar a similar stat, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: So Otis came out and um, somehow caused a distraction. And made Sonya lose. Well it didn't make Sonya lose, just caused a distraction. Sonya got rolled up. They yeah. lost. But so that's a little that's a little brewing shit, and then she just mentioned something on the past SmackDown saying, Oh, uh you sure you're not more focused on Otis? You know, I've been <clears throat> I've been here sorry, I'm getting choked up thinking about this romance.
1: The jealous best friend that's choking you up.
2: Yeah. She's like, don't, don't forget who's been with you by your side this whole time. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And uh, then when Mandy and uh, Sonya got eliminated from the Rumble, Otis first saved Mandy, and then Sonya got thrown over, and Otis tried to catch both of them, like Mandy was still in his arms, tried to catch Sonya on top, and he did, but collapsed under the weight.
1: Which was a, it was a worked collapse.
2: It was a worked collapse, Eric, because we know Otis is that strong.
1: Oh, he is strong as fuck, dude. I was I was hoping he was going to catch them both, because he, he clearly could have.
2: Oh, yeah. I was thinking he was going to. It was, it, was, it was a very big disappointment when he collapsed.
1: I know. I was kind of pissed that they booked it that way, honestly. I was like, you got to display how short and stout that man is. Yeah. He is just a meatball of power it's unbelievable
2: it was great for his but too
1: oh yeah um yeah and, oh and Jerry the king was i I told Jeff uh that I really appreciated the commentary team of uh Jerry the king lawler and uh Corey graves together specifically which you would think would be kind of um you know too many kicks too many cooks in the kitchen in a way you know
2: yeah, they're both uh, dominant talkers.
1: But it, it, I thought it worked. I thought King was hilarious. He kept talking about so Otis for his second spot with Mandy was standing right behind the ring, um, behind as in right in front of the announce table. Yeah, and uh, so he was blocking King's view the whole time, and King just kept sneaking in little. He just kept talking about it, and none of the other announcers were responding. He just kept talking about it, it was so funny He's like, he's like a human
2: eclipse Yeah I can, I can see if Otis get out of the way Yeah,
1: is he going to stand there all night? It was hilarious and, it was, and you could totally tell That it was actually blocking his view He's probably He's probably like six feet wide
2: Oh yeah Dude, He's got like I'm giving all Haas's Credit for being wider than they are After seeing Stacy King in person Yeah. Because damn people are
0: fucking huge. Stacey King doesn't look big on TV, but you get on the backside of him, he is a human eclipse. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So Otis, who looks big on T V
1: Yeah.
2: He's blocking an entire row of you.
1: Seriously. They probably didn't even think of that. That's hilarious. Um So yeah, any other big spots?
2: No, Lana and Liv had a spot where they eliminated each other. Oh, yeah. Get that tension going. Uh, Besides that, Shayna Baszler came out and just fucking, she came out at 30, and that's a great 30 spot to have. Yeah. Like, I got hyped for 30 for the first time in years when I saw the fact that Shayna Baszler was the one who came back.
1: Yeah. Somebody hard, a hard-ass. Yeah. A hard-ass 30, dog.
2: And she came in and just got eight eliminations like that, man.
1: That yeah. Now that we're running it back, I was I meant to watch both these rumbles again if I was ever like awake late with with uh, Buddy or anything, but I never got to it. But because they, I thought they were good, man. Yeah. I, I don't mean to go hyperbole, but I think since we started watching again, which was two thousand, or when I started watching was two thousand sixteen. Um, I think they're the best ones we've had.
2: For sure. Yeah, I mean, both of them combined. Can't top
1: them. You really can't. And I don't think that's just recency biased. I looked back and I remember those rumbles. They were okay, but this one just was good all around. It stood out.
2: Although, I, I mean, me personally, I'd take last year's women's rumble. The fact that Finley, we, we got an no to Finley, and Finley allowed Becky Lynch just to come in and dominate like that.
1: Yeah, that's true. That was pretty hilarious. Uh, see, so, uh, so what would you say?
2: Continuing here, uh, we we went through the Bailey, Lacey Evans, uh, Ryan versus White in a strap match, Eric.
1: Oh yeah, I was kind of pumped for a strap match because, like you guys talked about last week, you don't see those in much anymore.
2: No, I think Cole mentioned this was the first one in over a decade.
1: Yeah, and it's it's an old school cool match that actually makes sense. Yeah. Oh, Jeff. I the
2: face of people who don't want to be cool. You know what cool
1: is? Oh, man. Damn it. My internet is so slow, but that was amazing.
2: You got dial up or something? You <laughs> quit up five seconds in. I
1: don't know, but God, let me see if I can get that part to go again. That was amazing.
2: I spin the face of people who don't want to be cool. <laughs> Trumpet there, wait for the trumpet. Like that—that's the—that's the music that gets you moving. Only one better than that's the new day, probably. That'll get your ass just dancing.
1: Yeah, I mean he spits in the face of those who don't want to be cool. Yeah, I mean that's. It's just, enough yeah, it's fun. To, enough said it's the fundamentals. If you don't want to be cool, then fuck you. You get apple spit in your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so yeah, the strap match, I was cool. Um, with the, I like the idea. The match itself was okay. I'm not going to write it down as legendary.
2: No, and strap matches always go this way. Like the idea is fucking amazing then you get into it, and there's, like, so many things that you can do when you're 10 feet away from a person, you know? Yep. You can hit them with the strap. If there's a cowbell involved, like there was in JBL's days, you hit them with the cowbell. And you, that's basically it. You might you might choke them. You, you might hog tie
1: them. Was... I mean, they,
2: they, they ran through the fundamentals, really.
1: Yeah, they did. And like you said, it's a cool concept because, uh, it's, it's something that makes sense. Like if you're going to do some like, you know, barbaric ass fighting shit, you could tie two guys together and that's kind of wild. Yeah. (laughs) So, so I get it. Like I I like the old school feel of it, that it makes sense and it's, it's a legit idea, but yeah, it, it does run through the motions fairly quickly.
2: Yeah. There's no real high points. In a strap match, biker chain match, whatever you wanna call it. Yeah. I think Tate might have been in a biker chain match at one point.
1: Yeah, and like you said, Bradshaw had a uh damn, do you remember what they call that one? A bull
2: uh, bull not rope. Off, not off the top bull rope match, yeah. Bull rope We'll
0: get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance.
1: What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket Camp. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket technology provides a rock solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this, What can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET.
0: A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information appraisal and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSConsumerAccess.org number
1: 3030. match. For sure. Um... Okay, so yeah, that's all. I, that's pretty much all I gotta say about that one. That one was won by uh, the Fiend. Right. Yep.
2: Now there wasn't red lighting for this match, was there? No. I didn't think so. That's the first time we've seen the Fiend without the red lights.
1: Yeah. Which I don't know. how I, I the red lights was a cool idea. I don't know if I love. I I I did love it at first. I don't know if it's uh sustainable.
2: No, I mean. Seth Rollins on backstage before has said, uh, you know, that shit's really hard to wrestle and takes getting used to. And like uh, the rest of them, and we've complained about how it's kind of hard to see, you know, it makes it cool, but it's also kind of hard to see. And you don't want to cheapen the production just for some ambiance.
1: Yeah. Yep. I so agree.
2: They took it away to be honest with you. I mean, the fiend's just as fiendish in the normal lighting.
1: Yeah. No, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it being away. Plus, he's already wearing a mask. It's hard to wrestle in a mask. It's probably really hard with the mask and the lighting.
2: Nice and smooth. I'm kind of fiendish.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, that's a deep cut.
1: That is a deep cut.
2: It just popped in my head, sorry.
1: <laughs> um, so, I think, yeah, I think we gotta, that's it, right, Jeff? We gotta go to the Rumble.
2: Yeah. Okay. Special commentary. You can't do. J, you can't bring Jr. out for the Rumble anymore because he's over in that shit production.
1: Yeah, he's over there with those ass clowns.
2: So did they bring out Booker T. Houston's own. Hell yeah. Which was a great decision, man. He got a huge pop. Yeah. But yeah. I think a lot of the fans probably figured he was entering at number one.
1: I know. That's what I thought. So it did disappoint me a little bit because he wrestled earlier this year. Not not for the guy.
2: He was putting stuff up on social media, like showing him in the gym, saying getting ready just in case.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I I did the same thing. I got excited and then was disappointed. But it was still. But I know what you mean. It was still cool. Who was he with? Do you remember?
2: Uh Cole and Corey, I think.
1: Cole, Corey, and Booker. that That's a good squad. The middle guy's interchangeable. I'd rather have Phillips than Cole myself, but the middle guy's pretty much interchangeable.
2: Oh, yeah, Phillips, uh, I mean, Cole will dominate a little more and try to get, like, he'll interrupt you and step on your toes. Phillips just, especially in a rumble, like we talked about, uh, I said it's kind of just like the announced team's like a uh, couple of guys at the bar because there's a lot of dead space. Yeah. So Phillips is just back chilling, drinking his beer. He's he's not feeling the need to chime in every two seconds. Tag
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> God, Cole saying Tag
2: <laughs> Damn. Just interrupting Corey with a big old tag. Yeah. Necessarily... yeah.
1: Great work, Cole. Uh so yeah, the men's Royal Rumble is memorable in two thousand twenty, for sure indeed for multiple reasons uh it's one of those like there's certain rumbles that everybody remembers and this is gonna be one of them which is pretty cool cause we haven't seen one of those in a while no so that's why I'm that's why I was pumped about this pay-per-view the uh the first thing we we're we're gonna remember is the Brock Lesnar run uh oh, yeah. Lesnar opens the rumble like he said he was going to at number one and uh I'm gonna pull up. Let's see. Do you or you probably got it right in front of you. There was a there was a couple guys. So basically, you start to understand before the match. You're like, you know, they're either gonna really fuck us and have Kane Vas Kane whatever his douche doucheve's name is come out here. They're either gonna have him come out at number two and eliminate Brock and just make me want to throw my coffee table through the fucking TV. <laughs> or, or they're gonna let him go on a run. So and they did the ladder. They did the ladder. Thank God they did the ladder. Um, so Brock Lesnar goes on a run, and I was gonna ask you because you probably got in front of you, but there was a couple in there that had me thinking that okay, this is it. This is the one. Um, I think the first oh, yeah. one was uh, Kofi, right? Uh,
2: I mean. Unless you count Eric Rowan's dumbass at number three,
1: no, he didn't have me fooled.
2: Yeah, you got then. The first real choice is Kofi at six.
1: So Kofi at six, <laughs> I thought maybe he would get his revenge. And he lasted a couple of people. He was the first one to not get eliminated immediately because behind him came Rey Mysterio
2: and then Big E. Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah. Big E got eliminated before him. And Ray got eliminated before him, so he lasted more than anyone against Brock.
1: Yeah. Well, I thought maybe he would get his revenge um, from losing his title, and then I thought, okay, now we got Brock or no Ray, uh, Kofi and Big E, so they're gonna do you know they're gonna gang up on him, and that was the first time I was like, okay, yeah, this this will probably be it here. They're gonna eliminate him, but he gets he gets through that. Uh, was the next big big one where you thought maybe he'd lose?
2: Do you consider Sheldon Benjamin?
1: Oh, I didn't know what they were gonna do. Yeah, I I didn't know what they were gonna do with Sheldon. They did a little comedy routine, I guess.
2: Yeah, uh, Sheldon and uh, Brock are former amateur wrestling teammates from college. Yep, we're back when uh, Brock had to do what do what he had to with his hands to put food on <laughs> <up> the table. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> he sure as fuck did.
2: <laughs> so uh, at first they made it seem like, oh, they're they're gonna shake hands. They're they're on the same page. And of course Brock turns on Sheldon immediately and whoops his ass.
1: Yep. Um Yeah, so that and um, when and what how did his end his run end, Jeff?
2: Immediately. He had another Spout of like six people who just got eliminated one after the other.
1: Yes, and who who eventually finished off Brock Lesnar? Who do you think? That was D
2: Mac. D Mac
1: twenty 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 twenty, and at that moment I thought, okay, uh, he'll either cut Brock, will either come back and destroy D Mac and make him make him not win. Yeah, that, that was my worry. Yep, yeah. and I was like, so we might be completely fucked or it's going to happen just like we predicted. And once again, the latter happened.
2: Well, Eric, D mac came in and locked eyes with Brock immediately. At that point, I'm like, oh shit. He's winning this fucking thing.
1: Yeah, I did too. I had a good feeling, but when I saw him and Heyman, whenever you see a fat, greasy guy in a, in a suit, you just <laughs> you can't trust anything that surrounds him.
2: No, you really can't.
1: So... I just was like when I saw Heyman slinking out of the ring, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna come back," and I'm still surprised they didn't come back.
2: Yeah, they, no, they saved that for Raw.
1: That's true. Uh, so that was the first memorable thing is the Brock Lesnar run. Um, another high spot. Uh, what else besides the finish? I know I'm missing something. Oh, ha! <laughs> Excuse me. I almost missed a huge one. What's that? That's the return of Edge. You think you know me? Oh, yeah. You think you know me? You think you know me? Uh, did you know that was coming?
2: I had no clue. Did you?
1: I had a half, like, I had an inkling because I've been hearing for weeks that he had um, been cleared and, and was signed. But uh, I didn't. I didn't really think about it before the Rumble until it started. Start until like the Rumble started going, and then I was like, "Yeah, Edge might come back." So, but I was still. I thought it was still awesome. I mean, obviously, it's awesome, but I wish I would have been in a state where I had no idea.
2: Well, actually, in hindsight, uh, when I was turning on the Rumble on the network, I hit down on the D pad a couple too many times. And it, this is post Rumble, obviously, when I'm watching this, and there's something. That uh, just said Edge. Uh, I didn't. I didn't read the headline or anything. I just saw Edge. So at first, I'm just like, "Oh, that's that's weird." I didn't think he talked wrestling. I thought he's on a CM Punk type thing with wrestling. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it. But then when I heard his music, I'm like, oh, "Okay, that adds up."
1: It was a solid return, man.
2: Oh, it's huge. No, i like even the, I mean, the crowd went fucking nuts.
1: Yeah, no, I mean his performance. Oh, yeah, I, I thought it was real solid. He looked good. Good spears. I mean, he looked classic Edge.
2: He interrupted Roman Reigns to give a spear. Yep. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I forgot Edge had his own spear. Yeah. Now, oh yeah. Back back in our day, we always said that. Well, that spear sucks because it's not Goldberg's spear.
1: Yeah. Yes. It's it's what? it is a different spear.
2: It's a different spear. It's low to the ground. It's, it's a, a football tackle.
1: Yeah, and it's a complete sideways spear.
2: Yeah. No, oh, it's always a side spear.
1: I know. I, nobody does it. Goldberg used to hit you from the front somehow. Like, he'd just drive the shoulder into the chest. And then lift, and then slam. Yeah. And then most guys most guys do a side spear, which is still... It's it's good. But, you know, edge of spear is alright, and it... it it looked really good last, like, or not last, night on at the Royal Rumble. I thought it was overall a hell of a return.
2: Now, Eric, did you and Buddy Pop as hard as that one guy that we saw in the crowd who about started crying at the very sight of Edge?
1: <laughs> I did not, but <laughs> I was glad to hear you think you know me. That's another legendary intro right there.
2: Uh, Well, it changed. That's the thing. Like, did you recognize the rest of the music? Because that's from an era that we didn't watch back in the day. Like, I've seen some of that era now.
1: Wait, you think you know me? Is not from our no, era. So
2: you, you think you know me? That part is actually from all of his music. Like, you sound that when he rolled with Christian and he wrote with Gay Grell.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna say I I recognize that for sure.
2: The rest of it were, on this day is a do
1: do do. Do, 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 oh. do, do, do. i don't even know i just heard you think you know me and i was like oh yep there it is
2: oh yeah because uh the rest of that music from is rated r superstar era which we didn't catch when we were growing up
1: yeah which which they brought they kept talking about and they said uh rated rko was a tag team yeah so they they played off that during the match with uh yep. Orton and uh um edge orton and edge and they were kind of working as a team and then edge could kind of feel somebody behind his back he turned around real quick and randy orton was standing there waiting for you know about to hit him with the rko and he just kind of looks at him like whatever uh so they did a little back and forth there yep
2: uh this uh, this also got really hot the second half eric as far as uh, oh, yeah. big names coming in, you're like, oh, shit, this guy can take it. Like, I was getting nervous for Dean backs just because of the, the names that were lasting. You had, uh, just to name a few, that lasted pretty damn late. You had Orton, Reigns, Owens, Joe, Seth Rollins, Edge, of course.
1: Those are big names.
2: Those are big names, and they all lasted through number 30. So, d had an uphill climb, but he fucking dominated with six knockouts, Eric.
1: Yes. How many did Lesnar, or yeah, how many did Lesnar have?
2: Lesnar had 13, d came in second with six.
1: Okay. Is that, w- did that beat Kane's, or no, it's not even Kane's record anymore, it's Braun Strowman's record.
2: Yeah, and that should have a huge fucking asterisk as, uh... Someone, one of the commentators noted last uh, during the Rumble, like, "Well, that was in the greatest Royal Rumble. There's 50 competitors." I think it was Cole because Cole was really talking up the Lesnar domination.
1: Yeah, he was. Uh, that's a shame that Brock. Or er, so it's tied now, Brock and Braun. Yeah. And
2: okay. before this, I think it was eight with Kane.
1: Yeah, which is a shame that they. Oh well, it does suck though. That was a good record.
2: Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. No, no one takes that news harder than me when it happened. I, I was pissed at Braun for quite a while after he broke Kane's record <laughs> in a damn rumble Yeah. money.
1: I'm sure you were. <laughs> uh, so, who was uh, D Max's last elimination? I can't remember.
2: It came down to. Uh him and Reigns
1: oh yeah that's right at that point uh, final
2: four was Edge Orton Reigns and uh, D-Mac and I want to say that Edge eliminated Orton and then uh, D-Mac got Edge and it came down to Reigns and D-Mac and Roman was hanging on by a thread on the rope and D-Mac just came and lifted his ass over I think if I remember
1: correctly yeah which I love how you can end the end the Royal Rumble like anyway really doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, it's just finally over. It's, it's you get over the hill.
1: Yeah, yeah, you get over the hill. Uh, so yeah, that was um, those are the three things for me: the Brock Lesnar, Edge, and D Mac. Uh, I was pissed about the like you know there's that like you said you just listed a lot of big heavy hitters. Uh huh. Uh, so you're gonna have people that kind of got fucked. Uh, like AJ Styles had a real short run.
2: Oh, yeah. Real <clears> short. <throat> Keith Lee came in and put in a good showing, but Keith Lee and Braun Strowman got eliminated at the same time by Lesnar earlier on, so you need to get people who were fucked.
1: Yep. Uh, and then Matt Riddle, uh, had a, had a, a spot and got eliminated really fast by who do you know did you take note of that
2: i couldn't tell you my stats don't cover who eliminated who maybe Uh-oh. maybe they will next year that's a good idea but yeah he didn't he lasted 30 seconds
1: okay uh i but but who i can't remember but whoever eliminated my guess
2: would be DMACC because he had six eliminations
1: it's possible, but I feel <clears throat> I feel like whoever did it meant something. Like cuz he's, you know, he's a big name for NXT and they would have left him in a little longer if they weren't making a point out of something. Yeah. But um <clears throat> anyway, uh Dave uh so yeah, Great Royal Rumble. Um Dave uh Meltzer reporting that uh Shane McMahon booked this. Shane booked the Rumble. That's what that's what the rumors are. Well, no, this guy's this guy's like a this guy's the most legit that we have. So, uh, well, not all. It says Shane McMahon and producers Abyss. Do you remember Abyss? Oh yeah. Yeah. So. She, uh, what
2: else did he go by?
1: Yeah, you're right. I, I he did have other.
2: He had a lot of gimmicks.
1: Uh, so Shane abyss jamie noble and lance storm
2: wait you say you say what's the name you're saying abyss
1: abyss yeah
2: i'm thinking of viscera
1: no 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 abyss uh let's see let me find out about abyss for you yeah,
2: I'm that... sorry, I, thought, I thought you just said this so i thought you're short and viscera like his uh entrance yeah uh thing he used to
1: no, I I remember him from something. It could I don't remember if it was WCW or what. But anyway, Shane McMahon, Abyss, Jamie Noble, and Lance Storm are supposedly that, that, the.
2: People. That's quite the crew. I w- I would go out on the town with that crew.
1: Oh God, yeah.
2: Lance Storm would just be not talking the whole night because he's yeah. the most boring guy ever. Yeah. he...
1: <laughs> No, I bet you that, that guy's legendary. I bet he's, I bet he's pretty uh, awesome in real life. But I just remember, didn't he roll with the uh, right to censor crew? Lane Storm. Yeah.
2: Oh fuck. You know what?
1: Maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's possible. I can't. Why can't I find out? Oh, I found him. Okay. Let's see. No, I think a bit. He wears a mask.
2: Big dog or uh, little guy?
1: Oh, okay. So he was a uh, okay. That's why. That's why you don't know him, and I don't really know him either. He was a TNA guy. Oh uh, yeah. In Impact Wrestling, which is the same thing, I guess. I'm not sure if he ever had a. I know I mean I know he's popular. But uh yeah, so he's an older guy. He's well he's only forty six. Um, so yeah, I thought it was an extremely booked rumble. Extremely well booked rumble.
2: Oh, for sure. The fact that you had Lesnar dominating that long, like to where the crowd was starting to get real pissed off with him. Yeah. The, the crowd was split because I mean it's a rumble, so the crowd's extra marky.
1: Yeah, I think if he would have if they would've let that go longer I think he could have turned like into a baby face you think? you know what I mean? it's possible I'm not saying it would have happened but I think like he gets the crowd behind him because at some point it's like holy shit he's been in the rumble forever like everybody always likes that guy you know like anytime Jericho's done it or Shawn Michaels or you know you get behind the, the guy who's been in there forever
2: the only downside is we ne- still never got a solid explanation for why the Bork Laser wanted to enter in a non-title Royal Rumble and what would have happened if he would have won that Royal Rumble. Yeah. That's my only problem with the entire booking.
1: Yeah, you're right. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense there. Um, but
2: they, they, they buried that quick. I think um, Corey might have uh, brought that up and Colt buried him. You know, just kind of yeah, ignoring yeah. the fact that Corey said, what happened if, so if Lesnar wins the Rumble, does he just, fa- does he choose not to have a match?
1: Tag!
2: Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> he just said, fuck <laughs> you. Uh, well, so, so overall, I think the pay-per-view was awesome. Tag, the uh, Rumbles were really good. Before we, we are, we are running long, Jeff, but I want to do this before we move on.
2: in the face of people who don't want to be cool.
1: You know what cool
2: is? What is it? Yours,
1: <laughs> okay. Nothing beats me. God, those horn pops. Oh,
2: they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> I spin the face of people who don't want to be
0: cool.
1: Oh, he spits in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Fuck them. <laughs> uh, Jeff, so we are running way long, but you know what we got to do? Uh, be- before we do a quick, we'll do a quick Raw recap. There's only really one thing that I can think of. But then again, I have, if I looked at what Raw was, I actually enjoyed Raw. Uh, a, pretty, a pretty good amount. Did you like it?
2: Oh yeah, Raw was, Raw is solid, man. The road to WrestleMania starts with sign points, Eric. Yeah. I'll get to those sign points later.
1: Yeah, so we'll do a quick recap of Raw um after after this. But right now, are you ready for that update, Jeff? Yeah. Okay, Perfect. right You said what?
2: Forgo the forego the music. This is a soundware update for Kobe. Okay. Kobe fans, obviously there's no update needed this week. This is all about Kobe, like I said earlier in the podcast. This, this I spent all afternoon uh, getting the stats ready for the Bulls against the Bulls. Now Eric, Eric's probably more of a Kobe guy than myself. He, Eric was uh, able to watch all of Kobe's career. Uh, I mean, I didn't watch in the dark ages of the Bulls from basically 99 to uh, 08. Eric used to watch Hoops in these days, and he's the one who kept me filled in and kept telling me about Kobe. Kobe and Shaq, you know, Kobe making his own run, Kobe scoring 81.
1: Hell of a run. Do
2: you have any memories of uh, Kobe?
1: Oh, I love... The, my I, my favorite Kobe was number eight, for sure. Uh, I mean, I remember... I watched during the 24, too, but... I like Kobe, number eight, short, like, one-inch afro. You know what I mean? You remember that look?
2: Yeah. Yeah, he looked fucking swagger.
1: Yeah, he was young as hell, dude. He looked... He always looked young, but oh, yeah. I remember the, the first three-peat was, like when I watched him the most for sure. Um, I think it was a three P right. Or was there a gap?
2: I think that was just,
1: I think it was a three P. Yeah.
2: That was a three P, And then he had two later on.
1: Yeah. Um, so I watched the, the three P that's when I watched him most. And with Shaq, obviously who was like, at that point you didn't like, it was it was just totally unfair. It was like the Golden Warriors. It was similar to that in the fact that like you had Kobe who had just a completely flawless offensive game, and then if that didn't work out for you, you just dumped it into Shaq, and he just fucking just shoved the basketball straight up your ass every time. It was. I upsetting. mean, they they,
2: they, they acted like Kobe was a number two in this offense. <laughs> yeah i mean that's the number one because he's fucking Shaq, and you can just dish it like you said you can dish it into him and he'll score on 75 percent of his fucking field goal (laughs) attempts
1: yeah yeah it was wild man but no that's that's the era i remember most about kobe and then uh i remember the 24 era obviously kobe the biggest thing that i remember about his whole career which isn't groundbreaking or anything was just the the uh the black mamba whole aura, you know what i mean? the uh end of game, you know, shots the the uh clock's winding down. i mean, he was he was just more deadly than anybody. Just an assassin out there.
2: He really was.
1: I Mike. mean, it just it was just cold-blooded, man. It was like it was like Jordan in that in that aspect. He just knew like he's going to take that shot 100% of the time was absolutely going to take that last shot. And uh, and, and it was was just uncanny. Maybe I was just catching all the games where he was making them, but it felt like he always made them.
2: He probably didn't, Eric. (laughs)
1: It was Jordan-esque in the fact that at the end of the game there, for sure.
2: And that's something that he always had over LeBron like you could say that about Kobe and Jordan you couldn't say about LeBron it's like you absolutely know who's taking that last shot
1: oh yeah yep no you can't say about LeBron I think I think I remember he gave up a big shot to or uh I think Kobe may have given up a big shot to Robert Ori one time yeah
2: and well, Jordan did that to John Paxson in the finals that shit will happen
1: yeah and Kerr
2: Oh, yeah, and Kerr.
1: Kerr hit a big shot for him one time. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So, yeah, that's my, those are my memories of Kobe. A lot, of, yeah, when I was young, I watched a lot of basketball, and he was he was, re- he was reigning supreme at that point, before him and Allen Iverson kind of blended at one point. Yeah. And then kind of moved into LeBron and Carmelo. But, yeah, he was an offensive, he was the best. He was a, he was a stone cold killer and an like LeBron said, I think, in an interview the night before he died, that his offense was like there was not a flaw in the offense, which was true. That's probably the most honest thing you could say about Kobe, is there was no flaw in the offense.
2: No, he's. I don't, I don't know if anyone like worked harder on their like practice more nonstop than Kobe.
1: Yeah, he was a yeah. Nord was,
2: the, Nord was just as competitive as Kobe, but. Jordan would go and golf and gamble and do other shit. Yeah. As soon as Kobe got off the floor, he would go back in the gym and hit shots, or he'd be go watch and break it down film. And, like, even after his career, he had these uh, detail sessions with Kobe Bryant and, like, Mamba Academy and all this shit, just, like, trying to help craft other other people's game. And then, obviously, uh, coaching his daughter's basketball team and everything. Yeah. You know,
1: yep it was yeah, he was gonna be it was gonna be a cool career after basketball which is yeah. why it's a shame but um, it
2: is. I, I've been oddly emotional about this loss this week.
1: It's a pretty it's a uh, yeah it is weird that he's just an athlete but it is a really high profile death uh, I don't know I can't think of another athlete recently at all. You know, I can't like,
2: think of another star like where I've felt this way when they died. You know.
1: Yeah, it's a big name. It's a, it's a really, uh, like I said, it's it's a notable death. It's it's huge. It'd be like if Le- I mean it's on the same level as LeBron or Michael. If you heard one of them die, it's like what? Yeah. It's it's on that level.
2: Definitely. <clears throat> so, Bulls fans, Kobe fans. I got a couple of stats. 31 games Kobe had against the Chicago Bulls in his career. Those games he went 18 and 13. This motherfucker averaged against the Bulls. What did I say? 23 points a game in 35 minutes played. 4.7 assists, 5.2 rebounds, shooting 43%. It's pretty goddamn impressive for career stats.
1: Yeah. Yeah, those career stats can be... um, You know, it's hard to tell by the averages. When you average 23, though, that's pretty fucking good.
2: If you, yeah. If you average anywhere over 20, you're a fucking... You're, you're a deal, man. Yeah. You have one game with 43 points against the Bulls, Eric. This dude lit it up. 17 for 34 from the field. What year was was, that? uh, 2005. Okay. And the Bulls somehow still won this. This is the baby Bulls team.
1: Huh.
2: Yeah. So, uh, it's about all I got on stats for Kobe. Obviously, all the seasons with the Lakers.
1: What was his career record versus the Bulls? 18 and 13.
2: 18 and 13.
1: Huh. That's surprising. I feel like they should have won more games than that.
2: The The Lakers should have? Yeah. Well, they got really shitty towards the end. Yeah. When the Bulls were strong, the Lakers were just terrible. That's true. That's true. Around, yeah, five-time NBA champion, two-time finals MVP, uh, one-time... How is he a one-time MVP?
1: Yeah, no, that shit makes sense to me. That's you could make that argument with multiple people. How yeah. many How many times has LeBron had it?
2: Two, three? I don't
1: know. No, it's not three. It's it's hard to like they they do a game of politics with that shit. Yeah. It's not really who's. It's not really who's the most valuable that year. It's. It's just. Oh no, we can't give it to LeBron again. Or, or, Kobe's already got one.
2: The same shit's gonna happen with Giannis this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that fuck that shit. Yeah. That's absurd. One time.
2: Yeah. Fuck that. Eighteen <laughs> time All Star. One time MVP.
1: Yeah. I don't know about that.
2: <laughs> Seriously.
1: So yeah. Rest in peace <laughs> to the Black Mamba.
2: Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, let's We get we got really basketball y there, Eric. We did. Uh so let's touch the ball really quick before we get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah, did you so um, do you have before we move on, do you have just a record of the Bulls?
2: Oh yes. The Bulls went three and two since I talked to you last. Uh one of those two losses was an overtime loss, a heartbreak. Uh, we are sitting in nineteen and thirty-one, three games out of seventh place, sitting in ninth place within the at the top of a clusterfuck of losing teams.
1: Okay, so I am going to go over Bob. Twenty-two is too low.
2: They, they're really going to have to suck it up the rest of the way if they get twenty-two. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for those Kobe stats, Jeff. That was nice. I like that. Hell yeah, dude. The nice uh, tribute to the to the the Black Mamba and rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, so yeah, the, the only, I, like I said, I'm not looking at anything from Raw, but the only thing I remember off the top of my head is the Edge return. Uh, Well, not the return, but the return to Raw. Is there anything we need to talk about before that?
2: D-Mac came out. Oh, yes. Worked the mic. Again, starting to get in that comedic face roll we even talking about and immediately challenged the Borg laser. And the Bork Laser basically accepted the challenge by coming out and uh, after D-Mac had just won a handicap match against Gallows and Anderson and F5 D-Mac. And we, we got our first set date for yeah. WrestleMania. Book
1: it. Yeah, which is good. That's what we wanted. Uh, I didn't need there to be any fucking around with that. D-Mac versus Lesnar, that's fine with me.
2: Yeah. All day.
1: Um. What else? Anything else?
2: Uh, Raw Tag Team Championships, KO and Joe versus Rollins and Buddy. Uh, KO and Joe arranged for uh, AOP to get jumped in the back by Viking Raiders, so they had an even match. But then um, Joe got, quote-unquote, injured during the commercial break, and the ref made him go back for uh, medical reasons. So it became a handicap match. And uh, KO still almost pulled it off, but Rollins and Buddy won.
1: Okay.
2: And then Flair came out. Uh, oh, we didn't even touch on Oscar Becky, but Becky won that shit as you knew she would.
1: Oh yeah, yep.
2: The ruffle. Becky Becky uh, had an interview. She's got her swagger back, and she's wearing a goat jacket now
1: because she is the goat. Yep, I saw that. Uh, and uh,
2: they asked her like, "What if Flair uh, wants to challenge you for WrestleMania?" Becky says, "Well." Won't be the first time. they will definitely be the last. Yep. So then Flair comes out, and her uh, preview saying Flair's gonna pick an opponent. Nope. She just teases us. She psychs us out, Eric. She's yep. not picking shit yet. She's milking this. Yep. Which is good. Thank God.
1: Yeah, I because didn't, it's I didn't actually
2: want... legitimate. Does she want to go Bailey and play a face role, or does she want to go Becky? And see the feud that we've all seen before. But it is a, a feud worth having.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and plus you don't want everybody booking their match right away.
2: No. There's plenty <laughs> of time for sign points and match bookings for the next 70 days.
1: Yeah. Before we get so, a, like- uh, uh, be, Let's do the sign count at the end.
2: Okay. So, yeah, Oscar came out, uh, basically said... Actually, in English, she said... If I'd be in the Royal Rumble, you would not have won that, and that just leads to a match. Couldn't tell you how this ended. No, I swear.
1: I don't remember either. Oh, but
2: Kyrie saying uh, intentionally uh, disqualified yes. when yes. it got Harry. Yes, and that's that's about it. Besides the Edge return,
1: yeah. So Edge comes, Edge comes back. Um... And uh Randy Orton comes out to congrats him. They have a nice big bro hug. And uh he says some cheesy shit about how you were the only one that was there for me, bro. Yeah. And long all this, car rides, bro. Yeah. Long car rides and so on and so forth. And then what do you know? Uh he he <laughs> he says I don't know about you guys, but what if rated RKO got got back together one more time? And everybody's
2: crowd went ape shit.
1: Oh yeah, dude. Well, he was doing a really good this. The crowd was hyped this whole time, and they were both doing a real good job. Yeah. Uh, And the crowd, yeah, the crowd goes ape shit. Then while they're saying yes, 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 I'm thinking, how about no, brother? Yeah. How about no? (laughs) I didn't want. I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but I didn't want it. Nobody wants Edge's return to be to be about a Edge and Randy Orton tag team. Not at all no 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 we want edge versus Randy Orton it's simple and it works so it works we were right Randy Orton uh you know reverts back to his you know he he he's he becomes the Viper again and he RKO's him the snake yeah
2: snake like I could be
1: Eric yeah the snakes were talking to him RKO's him uh, but he's not done yet. He goes and gets a chair from the outside and starts hitting him with the chair.
2: Oh, really? Uh, my recording cut off as soon as the RKHO happened, so I thought that's how I finished.
1: Oh, no. Okay, well, then it gets a lot better, Jeff. He uh, he hits him with the chair, and it looks like pretty brutal shots. And then he puts his head in the chair, and he's going to do, like, the smash thing, you know? Oh, no. I know you hate the smash. <laughs> And uh, he gets up on the top rope like he's going to jump off the top rope and just land on his neck, you know? his yeah. His injured neck. And the crowd is seriously going bananas. You should re- <laughs> I wish you could look it up. Like, there's people marking out. I saw girls, like, there was a-, a they, they honed in on some girl that was probably, like, I don't know, like, early 20s. But she was very worried and extremely concerned.
2: Shit! He you knows
1: she <laughs> has a hot for since She was like twelve. Yeah. So, so the crowd is going absolutely bananas, and Randy's on the top rope. He's about to do it, but he's talking himself out of it. Man, he's like, I don't know. And then you think he's gonna do it, and he says no. And then he gets down, exits the ring, but then he has a change of heart mid ramp. No, oh, of course. And he runs back, but he gets another chair. So now he's got two chairs. He puts one of the chairs under Edge's head and then he's gonna pancake him, you know. One oh, cha- a sandwich. Yeah, one chair on top. Uh so a sandwich shot, and the and it's a head shot. And <sighs> they and they do it. Elbow drop, uh, leg drop, what are we talking? No, I'm talking like he he gave up on the top rope. Now he just does a chair shot straight to the head with Edge's head on top of another chair. Oh, concerto! Pretty much without the second person.
2: Yeah, the one man concerto.
1: Yeah, so uh, it's a brutal looking shot. I mean, obviously they do it. They try to do it like the safe way, where you're, you know, you're hitting more of the canvas than you are the head. But uh, it looked really good. It looked brutal, and he got him some extreme heat. So Randy Orton, like it, it, the crowd hated him.
2: That's awesome. I like heel Orton.
1: Yeah, so go back and check that out. I thought it was the best moment of the night. But yeah, Raw was super solid.
2: Fuck yeah. Road to WrestleMania. And uh, to recap, Eric, we got... Sign points galore with probably the biggest WrestleMania sign I've seen ever. <laughs> yeah, it is big. You see the size of that bad boy? Oh yeah. My goodness. Now, Raw Rumble, they didn't even have the actual sign up yet, so... Flair started off the sign points after she won the Royal Rumble by pointing to a screen that just flashed the WrestleMania logo.
1: Yep, and didn't uh, D-Mac do the same thing?
2: No, D-Mac had well at the Rumble. Yeah, I didn't see a sign point at the Rumble. I have to go back and check that though. Hmm. But he had two on Raw to the big sign. So so far we have a total of three sign points. Two two shows in. Okay. So plenty to come.
1: Oh, f- way more to come. So many <laughs> more. Uh so that that's it, Jeff. That was a big rumble heavy episode, but that's good. It was a great pay per view.
2: Great pay per view, it's a uh, very eventful week. BLT, Buddy Lane.
1: Yep. BLT in the house. Uh Royal oh, right. Rumble. Super Bowl. Um, and then the the sad passing of Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Ooh. And my phone's about to die, Jeff, so let's get out of here, but let's do our quick Super Bowl predictions. Who you got? Chiefs. Chiefs. I, I want Chiefs, too. I hate the 49ers.
2: I, I got no opinion, but I'll go to Chiefs.
1: All right. Go, Chiefs. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. And... Uh, I don't know. I don't have a third. Give me a third, buddy. Night, night. Night, night. But now I don't this understand. it. no, I don't, now I don't understand. Good. Huh? I see. Okay.
0: Did you know you could shop around for prescription prices with GoodRx? You can find free coupons at over seventy thousand pharmacies and save up to eighty percent. It's that easy. But don't just take my word for it. Dr. Adam says, I've been telling all my patients about GoodRx. Jacqueline says, my medication was $65 without insurance, but I paid $25. Aubriana says, you don't have to pay full price to live your best life. Couldn't have said it better myself. GoodRx is 100% free. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance.